welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Happy Wednesday, everyone. This is Netta Lena with Rise Up For You. Thank you for joining us today for episode number 34 with Mia Shanks. Before we jump into our episode, I wanted to remind you to go ahead and subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. We have some amazing episodes for you coming up, plus we have about 33 episodes that are still out there that you would love and enjoy. You can go to our website at www.riseupforyou.com and check out every episode that you might have missed already. But go ahead, head over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and every Monday and Wednesday, you'll get interviews from experts that are just incredible with information full and compacted with tips and advice and on Friday we have our girl chat where me and some of my girlfriends just hang out we talk about some topics answer some questions that you guys might have and then every Sunday we have rise and shine Sunday with me yours truly it's a five-minute power episode that gives tips and guidance and helps you jumpstart your week and motivate you to be the best that you can be So today, episode 34 with Mia Shanks. She is truly strong and really does define what it means to be a strong woman. Mia Shanks is a health and fitness writer. She's a leader of the Lift Like a Girl Revolution and host of the Mia Shanks Show. She helps women achieve their goals by becoming the strongest, most awesome version of themselves with simple, no-nonsense principles. And today, Mia is going to talk with us about our body, how we see ourselves, our body image, what the scale really means and how to truly define ourselves the right way. She's going to help us understand the 13 ways to become more, not less. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Hello. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? Amazing. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me this morning. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Where are you calling from? I'm in currently in Western Kentucky. Okay. <laughs> and where where are you located? I'm Southern California. Kind of guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the popular spot. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm honored to have you on the show today. I always like to start off by letting the audience get to know the guest. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. My background is in personal training. It's something I fell into pretty naturally because my mom is actually or was actually the first woman trainer in our area, and she introduced me to the weight room from a young age. And so it was mostly just following in her footsteps and fell into a love of watching her get strong. And then I was, you know, one to be like my mom. So I want to get strong, too. This looks like fun. (laughs) And that kind of just snowballed into me wanting to really discover what all my body was capable of doing and how strong I could get. And then I wanted to share that incredible, empowering experience with others. So that's what led me into becoming a certified personal trainer and going on to get my bachelor's in exercise science at the University of Louisville. So that's pretty much what started everything. And I just wanted to continue to spread that message to as many women as possible 
which is what led me to starting my website and podcast and all that fun stuff. Okay. So, so it was a natural progression for you then, or was there any kind of like moment that really made you go, aha, like for sure, this is what I want to do. Actually, you know, that's kind of funny. I, I did originally go to the university of Louisville because I thought about leaving the health and fitness field. And I actually went there because I wanted to study justice administration. Mm. I had thought about, they had one of the top 10 programs in the country. And I, for some reason, thought I wanted to get involved in federal law enforcement, like uh, the ATF or DEA or something. So that's actually why I went to the University of Louisville. But a couple semesters in, during all my spare time, I was still educating myself about nutrition and strength training. And I was like, man, I can't get away from that. And I was still training people for fun and to make some money on the side. And I was like, what am I doing? This is, this is what I absolutely love. So I I ended up changing my major over to exercise physiology. And that's what really sealed the deal was this, you know, I was so passionate about it and realized I couldn't, I couldn't escape it. Right. Right. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about what I like to call the number one culprit, which is the scale And many women, as you know, believe that the number defines them. And I know you have a different take on this. Yeah, absolutely. And there are a couple of reasons why. One being, it's something I like to call the biggest loser effect, that especially people who start their journey with the goal of losing weight. Right. A lot of people in the beginning, you know, they get addicted to seeing that scale drop a couple pounds a week. Some people, if they have a significant amount of excess weight that needs to be lost, you know, they may have three, four, five pound drops every week right. and they get addicted to seeing this like, Oh man, I lost five pounds this week. And then this next week I lost five pounds and I, then they lose four pounds. And then some people say, you know, they get discouraged because one week they quote only lose a single pound and they think they failed because they only, only lost one pound. And it's kind of that that biggest loser effect. They get addicted to seeing these drastic numbers each week. And if that, that decrease slows down, they feel like they're not doing something correct. And that's one of my problems with chasing a number on the scale is I don't want people to get so obsessed with seeing a constant decrease or demanding these big drops every week. And, and not just that, it's so many women, and I know this from personal experience, they get on the scale daily or several times a week and their mood is literally affected by the number they see. Mm. If it goes down, they're happy. If it stays the same or heaven forbid it goes up, their day can be ruined. And I don't think a number should be able to have that kind of an effect on us. So, you know, for some people, it's a great tool to kind of track and see how things are going. But for those who find that the number can truly dictate their mood for the entire day. You know, you have too much of of an emotional connection to the scale. And so people who respond in that manner, I do encourage them, you know, for a period of time, get off the dang scale, just get off of it. And let's, you know, there are plenty of other variables that we can track, track to see if things are going in the right direction. So yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the scale. And for one other reason is because a lot of women, they had this ideal number in their mind. You know, they want to weigh what they weighed when they met their husband or when they were in college or whatever. And so they say, you know, this is my goal weight. Once I reach this weight, I will be happy. And a lot of times that doesn't work. Whether they meet that goal weight, I can't count how many women I've spoken to who, who took that path and they reached their goal weight and they still weren't happy. Like, well, I thought I'd look different. You know, I need to tone this up. I need to change this. So they just find something else that they think needs to be fixed. 
And another kind of issue is that I've seen several women who think they needed to reach this body weight. And I kind of pose the question saying, what if you fit into the clothes you want to wear, you feel strong, you feel great, you love how you look, but what if you were 10 pounds heavier than what you thought was your ideal weight? Would that be a trade-off you're willing to make? Because a lot of times women can reach the goals they want without actually being at that lower body weight. So there's so many issues that can come up when people are chasing a number on the scale or they're obsessed with constantly seeing that number go down to where for a lot of people, I think the solution is just stay off the scale for a period of time and track other variables instead. Right. And honestly, I mean, sometimes your body weight can fluctuate six, seven pounds in a day. Now imagine how depressing that can be if you're constantly looking at your scale and one day you're seven pounds more. And that happens to me sometimes too. Like I'm like, I'll be five pounds heavier the following day and then the next day it'll be gone. So it can definitely mess with you mentally. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can chug a giant glass of water, you know, and you're going to technically, you're going to weigh more, but just because you have water. And then there's, of course, you know, we're women, we can get bloated and retain water and, you know, all those things. And they can they can mess with our mind. So yeah, that's, that's definitely another argument for not relying on the scale. Right. So, um, Nia, you wrote an awesome article on your website, which is entitled 13 ways to become more, not less. Can you, do you mind breaking it down that article for us and kind of getting into these 13 ways? Yeah, absolutely. And the reason I wrote that article is if you just take a look at any magazine or even most of the popular diet books or programs that are marketed towards women, it's constantly about, you know, three ways to trick yourself into eating less and how to quickly shed pounds. And it's just this theme on telling women to be less. And I hate that (laughs) to be quite blunt. And that's what this, this article ended up being about was 13 ways that we can be more. And I'll kind of just run through them quite quickly. And the first one, I encourage women to stop dieting, stop looking for these tips to trick yourself into eating less. And I don't know what it is with our society, but women feel compelled to constantly be dieting. I mean, there are so many women who are constantly on a diet and you don't have to always diet. It is possible to adapt some simple basic principles of nutrition that help you reach your goals to where you don't have to be dieting. So I think it's important for women, don't be afraid to harness that fact that you don't have to always be on a diet. Right. The second tip is kind of as we had just discussed a moment ago, I say don't think about shrinking, focus on growing. So instead of chasing, for example, a smaller number number on the scale, I encourage women, especially with your workouts, you know, focus on getting stronger, adding more weight to the barbell, Be proud of what your body can do and increase your self-confidence. Build up your energy. You know, focus on those positive things instead of chasing a smaller number on the scale. The third one is instead of constantly focusing on how we look, how about we put the focus on what our bodies can do Mm. and then go do more. Mm. (laughs) And that's something that I've seen time and time again that is incredibly beneficial. You know, be proud of the things your body can do in the gym discover the strength that you really have and then get stronger, do more things with your body because it's so easy to become obsessed with how we look to where we never stop to appreciate the amazing things our bodies can do. You know, playing with your kids, going for a walk, picking up a weight, going hiking, 
we don't ever stop to truly appreciate these things. And, and I think that's a mistake. Mm. The fourth one, stop overcomplicating everything. And <laughs> I partially blame health and fitness for this because we have been convinced that we can't trust ourselves. We can't figure this out on our own. Right. And that's not true. Nutrition does not have to be complicated. Physical fitness does not have to be com- complicated. And kind of my recommendation is when in doubt, just get back to the basics of nutrition, get back to the basics of fitness and forget about all the other unnecessarily overcomplicated details. The fifth one, listen to your body, not a diet book. And this is something I think people should at least for a period of time try to do is so many people have gone through meal plans and these diets where they have to eat every certain hours or eat certain meals to where we have lost the ability to detect physical hunger. We don't listen to our bodies and stop eating. We're satisfied. You know, we've just lost this touch with our innate cues. And I think it's important to kind of get back to being able to really detecting those things within yourself. Right. The, the sixth one is consume information from resources that empower you, not those that make you feel inferior or flawed. And this is something that I think is really important. I think it's, it's crucial that every woman strives to be the best version of herself. Don't try to look like somebody else. Don't try to be somebody else. Don't be afraid to uncover the things that make, make you uniquely you and then highlight the heck out of them. I love that. <laughs> That's a personal It's a good one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a graphic on the article. It says a real woman, um, and then it has it says has curves, is skinny, has muscles, and there's a line through all those. Right. To where the real message is a woman is whatever the hell she wants to be. Exactly. And I strongly believe that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the seventh is stop valuing ourselves completely on how we look. And I don't think there's anything wrong. If you want to lose fat, if you want to build muscle, if you want to change how your body looks, that's perfectly fine. But I don't think we should base our self-worth by the number on the scale or how we look. There are way more important things about ourselves that we should be valuing our worth upon. Mm. The eighth is shatter self-imposed limitations. I can't recall how many women I've seen who say, oh, I could never do a chin-up. I can never do push-ups. I can never deadlift my body weight. A lot of times that's complete crap and <laughs> yeah, just get in the weight room, follow a proven program and shatter those limitations. One of my favorite things is helping women do a chin up for the first time, because once they do that and they drop down off the bar, the look on their face, they just, it's this revelation of, oh my gosh, I am stronger than I thought I was. What else can I do? If I can do this, what else can I do? Yeah. And I think that's absolutely brilliant. It's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons I love strength training is because it, it really skyrockets women's self-confidence and helps them discover and appreciate what their bodies can do. I have to agree with you on that. I used to be um, very turned off by the idea of strength training, which a lot of women are, right? Because they think, oh, I'm going to get big and bulky and you, you, know, you create all these things in your head about strength training. But uh, about, I would say six months ago, I really dived into it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to start strength training and because I was doing a lot of cardio and I was doing like seven days of cardio, no strength training. So I started in incorporating that and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm <laughs> lifting and I could do all this. And like, I would see like the little shred in my arm, like the top of the shoulder. And I'm like, look at that. It really does like boost your confidence and you feel really strong. And yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's great. Heck yeah. And th- those are the things that I encourage women to focus on, I mean, I tell them, focus on getting stronger, discover what your body can do, improve your performance and let things like, 
losing body fat and toning up, let that just be a side effect from you being or becoming what I like to say is becoming more awesome. Mm. I always mm. prefer for that to be the goal and let the other physical changes with your appearance and all that stuff, let that just become a side effect. Right, right. So number nine on the be more, not less list was get out of your comfort zone. And for a lot of women, this can start with the gym, whether they're intimidated with getting back into the weight area where it's usually filled with men, get out of your comfort zone because that's where the wonderful things in life can happen. Just force yourself to get back there and try something. And it can be anything else, whether you want to take a dance class or start cooking or just anything you want to do, but you're kind of scared to do it. Just take a step. And I say, start with the easiest thing first. That way you can build some momentum and then you're more likely to continue getting out of your comfort zone in other areas. Mm. And number 10, we've already discussed this. Don't try to make the number on the scale go down. Make your workout numbers go up, meaning add more weight to the barbell, perform more reps than you did the last week. Things like that, I think, are so much more motivating. Yeah. And number 11, do what you want to do, not what people say you have to do. And again, I think this is just part of the issue with health and fitness is a lot of times we feel like we have to do this workout. We have to do these exercises. We have to do things this way. We never stop to ask ourselves, what is it I want to do? What would make me happy? What would make me feel good? Ask that question and do the things that you enjoy that will always trump doing something you absolutely hate because you feel like you're obligated to do it. Right. Number 12, uh, this is one of my personal favorites is stop caring about what other people think. I, you know, I've gone through several periods in my life where I I would do things because it's what other people, I thought other people expected me to do, or it's what I felt I had to do to fit in or, or anything of that nature. And I think sometimes we hold ourselves back. We don't try the things we want to do because we're afraid we'll look silly and people will make fun of us. And I think it's just, it's time that we say enough and really embrace the things that make us uniquely us and, and try the things that we really want to do. And if people make fun of us or laugh at us, so be it. You know, it's, it's more important to go and do the things that you want to do. Right. And 13 is be the best version of yourself. And we've kind of already touched on this several times, but it's really about just being you, embracing the experiences that you've had, unleashing the, you know, the desires that you have and and really embracing the things in life that are important to you and not trying to copycat or mimic somebody else. So those are definitely the 13 ways that we can be more instead of trying to be less. I love that. It's a great article. It was awesome. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So Nia, um, I'd love to jump into the power section of questions if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Would love to know one book that you've read that has had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us. Okay. Well, I'm actually going to recommend the one that I am almost finished reading right now. And that is The Righteous Mind. It's more of a psychology, sociology type book, but it's incredibly interesting because, you know, especially right now, you know, we're seeing all of the presidential races and all of that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And this book really dives into the things that it really explains how we can see things differently. You know, you have the differences between conservatives and liberals and even religion and stuff. It's just super fascinating because it really gives a good account of why a lot of us think the way we do. And it helps us to say, well, here's why people who think completely differently for you, this is why they think that way. And so it kind of helps us find common ground to where we can have productive 
and hopefully informative conversations and see things from other people's point of view. So it just, it's so fascinating. I definitely recommend it for anyone. And what's one thing that you've accomplished that you're proud of? Well, I I do like to say I think I've accomplished a lot, but (laughs) (laughs) one of the main ones being just any time that somebody has ever sent me an email thanking me for an article, whether it's this one we just discussed or an episode of the podcast, anytime that someone has said that I have helped them either just brighten their day or help them see how awesome strength training is. I mean, those are the things that keep me going and motivated on a daily basis. Yeah. And are there any routines you have that help you get a positive rise in your life, whether it's a daily routine, a morning routine, something you do weekly, once a month? Drink coffee would be. (laughs) Yeah, right on with that one. That's how I start my day. It's something that it's not just the caffeine. It's just, man, sometimes it's a simple thing. Just making a beautiful cup of like French press uh, is is my favorite coffee. Mm. It's just taking a few moments to enjoy a simple cup of coffee. And I don't, I don't want this to sound kind of woo woo by any means, because, you know, so many, it's so easy to, to get rushed and think I got to do this. I got to do this. Sometimes we don't ever, we don't stop to enjoy the simple things that make life so wonderful. And I, I try, I've been trying to do that more and more lately is whether it's enjoying a cup of coffee, a good meal, just taking my dog for a walk and enjoying the fresh air. I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed with trying to do more, trying to achieve more that it would, it benefits me to just slow down and really savor some of those simple things in daily life. A hundred percent. I agree with that. Thank you. So Nia, is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you'd like to say or share with us? I think we actually covered a lot of it in that, that striving to be more. And I think that's a message that all women should embrace. And, And something I will add as far as health and fitness is concerned, I believe strongly that it should be a tool that helps us live a more awesome life, that helps us become a better version of ourselves in every way possible. It should empower us and it should reduce our stress and not add to it. And in some ways, that's a complete opposite of how a lot of people are encouraged to approach training and nutrition. You know, so many women are taught that we have to essentially ask for permission to eat foods that we have to punish ourselves with workouts if we go off our meal plan and that shouldn't be the case at all this should be something that makes your daily life better and it should help you in every way be the best version of yourself absolutely absolutely nia thank you so much for joining it's been an absolute pleasure how do we stay connected to you and how do we support you check out your podcast what can we do yeah just go to niashanks.com And that's where you can see all of my articles and link to my podcast. Everything is right there. Okay, I love that. Thank you again so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. That's all we have for today's episode number 34 with Nia Shanks. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you did, please share it with anybody else that is out there that you think would enjoy and benefit from this episode. Don't forget to visit our website at www.riseupforyou.com. We have some goodies and a free guide there. Once you head over to our website, go ahead and just put in your email and we'll send you a guide on how to jumpstart your life and be the best that you can be. Plus, like I said earlier, we have a ton of podcast episodes, blogs, articles, quotes, resources just for you to enjoy. 
Thank you again for joining us. We will see you on Friday for Girl Chat. Go ahead and shoot us an email at nln at riseupforyou.com. If you have any questions, need some advice, or just want to give us feedback on how we're doing. Remember, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.